good to see you guys. Welcome. I'm glad you're here today. Glad that you chose to be here today. If you're a first-timer, a special welcome to you. Um, I, as you heard in the announcement video, hang on to that connection card and bring it downstairs at the end of the service. We just want to say hello to you, meet you. We're not going to bother you. Uh, we have a gift for you, actually. So uh, come and say hey downstairs and after the service. And um, for the rest of you, make sure you fill that out. Uh, if there are things that we can pray for you about or if there's things that you want to know about the church or how to get connected or involved, fill out that connection card. And later in the service, the offering basket will go around towards the end of the service. And you can put your connection cards and your gifts and offerings in there as well. Um, so we are in the second week of the series called Destination. And we're talking about where it is that God wants us to go. As I mentioned last week, and if you happen to miss last week's message, I encourage you to go online on our website or on Facebook and watch the message because it was a good foundation for, for this series. Um, but as we talked about, is, you know, if, if you don't have a destination in mind, like if we just get up tomorrow and go about our day and we have, sometimes it's nice to have a day or two where we got nothing to do, you know, and just kind of see how the day plays out. But if that's your, if that's kind of how you view life, if that's how you're going through life, um, we're just going to end up anywhere, and there's going to be times a lot of us can attest to this. We found ourselves in places and situations and circumstances. And we're like, how did I get here? And it was because we didn't really have a destination in mind. We didn't have, uh, we, we weren't thinking about where we were going. And so we're talking about God's purpose for us. And we started last week talking about what it looks like for, for God's purpose in your life. So uh, I said we were going to zoom in last week. We talked about God's purpose in us. Today we're zooming out a little bit and we're talking about what God's purpose for humanity, like for us collectively as, as creations of God, what is his purpose for us? And then next week we're gonna zoom back in and talk about uh, what is God's purpose, what is his destination for us as a church here in this place, in this location, in this city in 2019. <clears throat> so today we're gonna talk about this uh, God's purpose for, for all of us, uh, for humanity. Um, and it starts in Ephesians chapter 1. And, I, and we're going to look at several verses today, but I want you to hear this. And this is going to be one of those messages where you're kind of like, I, I know this, but do I really, really know this? You know what I mean? Because like there's information that we know, but then like do we actually know it in our lives? Are we putting it into practice in our lives. So, so let's look at that together. Beginning in Ephesians 1, we're talking about God's purpose for his people, for humanity, for his creation, starting in verse 9. And it says this, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ. Everyone want to, who wants to agree that God is mysterious? Do we understand this? He, we don't understand him. We don't always know what he, we don't always, we rarely know what he's totally up to. He is, he is a mysterious God. His ways are higher than our ways. His, his ways are greater than our ways. He is mysterious. But it says, this is good news, folks. God is now revealing it. The last part of verse nine, which is to fulfill his own good plan. See, that's more good news, folks. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan for your life. You might not know what it is. You might just now be trying to understand what that looks like or, or just going, are you kidding me? God has a plan for me. He does. God has a plan and that's good news because even though we don't have it all figured out, he's got a plan. We need to take some hope in that. There are some of you here today and you're in circumstances, you're in situations and you are not sure what tomorrow has in store. 
You're not sure what this year has in store. You're wondering financially. You're wondering in, in your career. You're wondering in your education. You're wondering these things in your relationships. God has a plan. And we need to lean into that and, and, be, and be good with that and accept that fact. Verse 10. And this is the plan. What? See, I love it how scripture, does, sometimes it pretends to tell you the answer, but then you read on, you're like, I didn't really get it. But this, we'll follow, we'll, we'll see how Paul goes. He says, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring some things. He will bring what? Everything together under the authority of Christ. Some things? Everything in heaven and on earth. See, we go, oh yeah, God, heaven, yeah, everything's great. It's perfect there. Everything's fine. But, but God's word here says that he's going to bring everything in heaven and earth under the authority of Christ. God's plan. See, folks, before Jesus came along, you start in Genesis and you read up until, until Jesus comes on the scene. The world was in a mess, and it's not like it's perfect now, but there was no hope for the world. It was all about legalism. It was all about the law, and the law itself, all the law could do was prove that you sinned. That's all the law does. Law proves if someone has kept the law or broken the law. That's the power of law, okay? Law doesn't save. Rules don't save. Rules just let you know if you broke them or you kept them. And that's what life was like until Jesus, who came along and said, yes, there's laws. Yes, there's ways to honor God. Yes, this is how you should do it. But I have come to fulfill the law. Before this, it was not fulfilled. So this is part of God's plan, okay? Everything in heaven and on earth is going to be under the authority of Jesus Christ. So if you're a follower of Jesus today, I want you to hear this. It, this is good news, you have a savior, there is a king, and he is in authority over everything that's going on in your life right now. Again, might not be perfect, might be really scary, but there is someone above this, higher than you, who has a plan. Verse 11. So we're hearing what is God's purpose for humanity, for creation. Furthermore, because we are united in Christ. See, this is what it's about. This is, this is not just a, this is about those who follow Jesus. We are united with Christ. We have received an inheritance from God. This is good news too. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out. Some things, a few things. Everything work out according to his plan. Now I want to jump to verse 14. The spirit the Holy Spirit of God, folks, that's what, as followers of Jesus today, living in today, this is who we have with us, the third person of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit who indwells in all who call on the name of Jesus. And the Spirit is God's guarantee, not, not maybe, not hopefully, it is a guarantee from God that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this through Jesus Christ. And then here it is in black and white. I'm trying to get to this point. What is our purpose? What is our purpose? Here it is. He did this, all of this. Jesus, fulfilling the law, purchasing us. He paid for our sins. He did all this so that we would praise and glorify him. What's your purpose? What is our purpose? What is humanity's purpose? As, as, as pe Raise your hand if you're living and breathing. Okay. Now we know he ain't paying attention. 
You are alive today. Your purpose, whether you know it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you've said yes to Jesus yet or not, you were created to worship and glorify, praise God. That's big picture stuff, people. That's real big picture stuff. We, we, and sometimes we're selfish and we just like, no, no, I just need to know about Monday. Oh, I just need to know about where I'm going to school. I just need to know about my career. I just need to know about how we're going to pay these bills. I just need to go. No, but I'm going to tell you, big picture, folks, you were created to praise and glorify God. Think about that. What is that even? This can be intimidating, you know, if you stop and really think about this. When we begin to understand that this is our purpose, it's to praise and glorify God, that our existence as followers of Jesus, it extends way beyond just, and I don't want to pick on us, I don't want to make you feel bad, but I'm telling you, your purpose goes way beyond just showing up to church, okay? Glad you're here, super glad you're here, but your existence as a follower of Jesus goes way beyond showing up to church. It goes way beyond flipping through your Bible going, all right, what am I supposed to do and what am I not supposed to do? Your existence is to praise and glorify God. So how do we do that? Ephesians, going forward in Ephesians chapter five, we read this, Paul's writing this. He's writing this to the church in Ephesus. He's trying to encourage them. He wants to help them be um, devoted followers of Jesus, to not get distracted, to not to, to go off in different directions. He's always trying to do this to the churches he writes to, keep them on track. And he says this in verses one and two of Ephesians five. How, so the question is, how do we glorify God? How do we praise God with our lives? Well, it says this, sounds, it's two words, um, not easy at all. <laughs> Imitate God. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. Um, imitate God, therefore, in what? A few things? Everything you do. See, he's done everything. He wants us to do everything. Imitate God in everything you do because you are his dear children. More good news, folks. You're not an orphan. You're not the black sheep of the family. You're not the one that, that will never... That he, you, he says, you are my dear children. I created you to praise and glorify me. And I love you so much, I'm going to show you what it looks like to, to live after me. And I'm going to equip you to live after me. I'm going to equip you to do this. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. This is the everything, folks. Following the example of Christ. This is like so easy for me to read and this is about the hardest thing to do. Imitate God and live with the example of Christ. He loved us, and then he, you know, Paul goes on to explain what does that look like? What does the love of Christ look like? Well, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, and even describes it as a pleasing aroma to God. Like it smells good, you know? Like when you walk in the house and someone's baked something or cooked something, and you walk in, you're like, yeah. You know, but then there's times you've walked into rooms and you're like, no. Okay. <laughs> when we imitate God, it's the yeah. When we imitate ourselves, it's the no. Okay. And you can you can wash every now and then, and you can you know you can put on some axe or something you know, and and kind of cover that up a little bit, some essential oils. But 
on our own. No, it's not a pleasing aroma. Imitate God. He, he's showing us how do we praise and glorify God? We imitate God in everything we do. And folks, this is a challenge. I mean, just let this settle in on you for a moment and just, just go, okay, am I praising and glorifying God with every aspect of my life? If anyone can say yes to that, please come up here and I will give you the microphone because it's your turn. I have to sit down. None of us can do this. So we can, we can do better. There are things we can start. There are things we should stop. And not because they're, they're, they're uh, laws that are, that are um, uh, religious outwardly, but because there are things we know in our heart are not praising and glorifying God. And this is what we need to focus in on. So God's intention. So if our purpose is to praise and glorify God, the question I asked was, well, how do we do that? God's intention is that everything we do honors him and, 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 and praises him. Everything, not, not some things, not a few things, not everything we do should honor him. 1 Corinthians 10, 30, uh, 31, a very well-known verse. A lot of you know it, you've, you've said it, you, but I want, hear it again. Paul is writing to a church in Corinth. They are struggling on how do we live out this Jesus thing? What's right? What's wrong? We got some people saying do this, some people saying do that. And Paul writes this. He says, after writing a lot, go back and read it later. Read the, the other, you know, 30 verses. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for God's glory. Do everything for God's glory. And see, here's what was going on in this church. They were struggling with theology around food. What's okay to eat? Is this okay to eat? We thought this wasn't okay to eat. What if it's been, what if it was used for this or used for that? Is it okay to drink this? Is it not okay to drink that? What do we do? Is this sin? Is it not sin? And Paul is writing him saying, you're missing the point. The point is not the food. The, the point is not the beverage. The point is to do everything to honor God. So, so that's why it, this is a humanity thing. This is what we were created to do, but, but it might look a little bit differently for you than it does for me. I mean, they shouldn't be just diametrically opposed, of course. But how I walk out doing everything to praise and glorify God, it might not look exactly the way you do it, but, but that's our intention as, as creations. This is what we should be doing, praising and glorifying God. So it, it, we don't need to miss the point in this. We need to do everything for the glory of God. So, which I hope takes our train of thought to this reality. What are we doing that does not glorify God? What's, what's going on in our lives individually that does not glorify God? And so what it does is it affects us collectively. What are we doing that does not glorify God? If, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that there are things in our life that do not honor and glorify God. But we were created to honor and glorify Him. So you see the disconnect? So do you find at times you're not really at peace? Do you find at times you're not really feeling as if you are fulfilled in your purpose in life? Do you find at times when, when, when you don't understand why things are not um, just lining up and that you just have this sense of uneasiness? Well, are there things in your life that you know are not praising and glorifying God? Because he says everything. You were created for this. We've got to die to ourselves. 
This is so hard. This is the challenge of faith. This is the challenge of being a follower of Jesus. If any of you have ever been told that being a follower of Jesus is easy, then somebody lied to you. Because it's not easy. It's hard. It's difficult to, to know that you're making a choice that honors God and no one else around you understands it. It's difficult. I look at students and I think, man, I did not have the guts that you have as students today. I did not have it when I was in your place. I didn't. I made fun of, of Christians. I ridiculed people who followed after Jesus who decided they were gonna live differently. And I know it's a challenge, and you're not perfect, and you don't have it all figured out. But my goodness, we're called to this, to live a life that honors and glorifies God. So if this is our purpose, if our purpose is to honor and glorify God, and we understand that, that we, have been, we have been given the opportunity to do everything, to just put that into, say, okay, God, I wanna do everything to honor and glorify you, folks. That is, that is a great prayer to pray and, and to give up to God. Because you pray that and you mean it, he will show you those things to start doing. He'll show you the things to stop doing. And he'll show you the things to continue doing in the name of Christ. He will do this. So our purpose is to praise and glorify God. How do we do that? Well, we, we imitate God. We say, I want to do everything. I want to examine my life and do everything for your glory. And then there's another part to this. The best way for us to glorify God is to live a life that points other people to him. One of the best ways that we, I mean, because it, it's not that we do it so that people see us. It's not we do it so that people pat us on the back. It's because what God is doing in us is so obvious that it is overflowing from us. That how we respond to things, the words we say, how we act, how we treat others, how we take on responsibility, how we do these things, it is evident to the people around us. So we imitate. We, we imitate God, and then we live that life in a way that points other people to him, not to us. Oh, look at, look at me. I'm doing really good here. No. Also in 1 Corinthians, a little bit further down in verse 33, <clears throat> Paul writes this, and this is one of those verses that, depending on the day, some days I agree with this verse, and other days I wish Paul never wrote it, just to be honest with you, because this is hard. He says, I too try to please everyone in everything I do. What? Stop. Don't do that. That's horrible. That's horrible advice. Well, here's what Paul's saying. He's not saying go and be a doormat. Go and let everyone push you around. Go and, and, and not stand up for what you believe is to be true and right and holy and good. He's not saying that. He's saying... In living a life that imitates God, in living a life that is pursuing and following after Jesus, he wants to live in a way that it's not turning people off. He wants to live in a way where he's not spending his time arguing politics or arguing about who's got the best football team or, you know, I mean, because we live, the culture and the time we live in, folks, we live in a time right now where if someone disagrees with you, even about something like sports, you shut them down. You unfollow them. You unlike them. You, you think bad thoughts about them. You call them names. I mean, this is the world we live in. And Paul was saying, no, I'm gonna imitate God. I'm gonna seek after God. I wanna honor him with my life. I wanna do this. And so I'm gonna live a life that doesn't necessarily always shut people down or shut them out just because we don't agree. This is what Paul is saying. I too try to please everyone in everything I do. 
I don't just do what is best for me. See, oh, this completely flies in the face of how most of us view our world right now. You just do you. What's best for you? Follow your heart. Folks, your heart is a liar. Do not follow your heart. Don't do it. Your heart will lie to you. And it will hurt. I, do, I don't just do what is best for me. Listen to what Paul says. I do what is best for others so they'll like me. So I'll, so I'll be more popular. <laughs> no. Paul says, I do this. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Your purpose, our purpose, as creations of God, made in his image, is to praise and glorify God. And the way we do that, folks, is we, we try to imitate him. We, we say, God, what is revealed to me? What in my life needs to go? What needs to be added? What, Lord, give me the strength. Give me the courage to continue to pursue after you. And then the overflow of that is it points other people to him. That, that, makes, that makes God smile. When we live a life that points people to his son, Jesus Christ. So just imagine if we were to humble ourselves and quit being jerks. Imagine if we were to um, listen to somebody who we don't agree with. Imagine if we were to, to uh, put ourselves in, in opportunities and situations where, where it's the last place we would prefer to be. But we know that the possibility of pointing people to Jesus Christ is right there in front of us. See, Paul says, I, I don't do this for myself. I don't do this for what's best for me. I want to point people to Christ. Everything we do should be to the glory of God. And man, that sounds so hard, and it is, and we're gonna fail, and we're gonna mess up. We're gonna drop the ball, and we're gonna be hypocrites, and people aren't, might probably call us jerks. But if we just understand this is what we were created to do, then we have the opportunity to get back on track. Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I say that? Why did I respond that way? I can't believe I did that. No, I was created for something bigger than this, more than this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna realign myself with who God says I am, what I'm created to do. I'm gonna seek after him. In 2019, I want to honor God. I wanna praise God. I wanna glorify God with my life. And the overflow of that is I want people to see Jesus when they have seen me. That's your purpose. That's our purpose. Church, this is what we're supposed to be about. And it's not going to be easy. But together, we can do this. Together, we can be part of this. We are called to this. It's my prayer that as we, as God's people beginning in this year, that we would, we would understand in just a deeper way, just a little bit deeper way, what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They're not just words. It's real. Let's follow after him. Would you pray with me?